You're listening to We with Abs, Axel, Bria, and Shaz. The gayest hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio. Query is a talk show by three queers for other queer folks and people who love and support us. Tune in Sundays from 10 to 11 p.m. for laughter, learning, and love. Love. Welcome to our new show. I hope you're tuning in on this lovely Sunday night at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, I hope you're getting ready for bed because we will not be putting you to sleep with our witty commentary and social justice and education and everything you wanted to learn about before you go to bed on this lovely Sunday evening. So what is our show about? Well, it's a bunch of us, three of us to be exact, hanging out, talking about what it's like to be us, to be me, to be you, to be us. How do you feel about that? We'll also be interviewing various people on topics that you don't even know that you want to know about yet. So that's going to be exciting. We'll be offering you up some unskilled advice and just chatting and having a good time. So tune in every Sunday at 10 p.m. And please follow us on our Facebook. And um, if you have any questions or topic advice or topic topics you'd like to hear on the radio, ah, give us a shout. Write it out. Call us. You got anything that you like a bunch of queers to tackle? Questions? Oh, oh, queers. T for term. What does that mean? Yeah, I thought that was a slur. Are we allowed to say that anymore? Like, political correctness is really important these days. We're taking it back. Taking back the word queer. And so what does the word queer mean to you? I guess for me, it... It uh, like means that you may like identify as other. Hmm. Just identify both like physically and sexual orientation, or just yeah, like maybe just like you see yourself uh, like you don't see yourself as being like same in like most social situations or like I don't know in most like public settings. Oh, nice. How do you feel about the word queer? What how does how do you define it, Axel? I like queer because it kind of feels undefinable and and like Bria's saying, it's kind of this box breaking of um it doesn't fall into an easy to describe thing and it kind of makes the person asking the question of what is queer think about that question and think about when we're asking other people to describe their identities and describe things about themselves like who they might love or be in relationship with um, that we're kind of decentering uh, straightness or um, yeah being being heterosexual from the norm and just kind of saying let's just have another angle on this yeah i like the word queer because it's there is this um unknown and also uh, flexibility with the word like some days i'm more queer than other days really some people some days are more queer than other people other days and i like it because it it opens it up for the question queer what is it? How do you define yourself in that queer term? Or do you necessarily need to define yourself when you label when you label yourself as queer? Well, I think that 
I, I guess if like you identify as straight or so like, or if you identify as straight, you like maybe have this idea of the binary, like male and female. Mm -hmm. And if you're queer, it means that like it's, it opens that into like a, a wider spectrum of identities. Mm. So I, I think that's why we chose that for our name for our radio show, because we're queer and we're querying. So we're asking questions about the world around us. Uh, and that's why I love the word query with abs. If you're now tuning in, that's what you're tuning into on Sunday night. I also just kind of love the letter <laughs> Q. I feel like it's underrated and doesn't get enough uh, airtime slash writing time in the world. We really need to promote that letter Q. Sometimes I feel sorry, though, because Q is always always has that one friend, that you, right? 99% of the time, unless there's a Q word that doesn't have the you as their best friend. It's true. It's kind of a codependent relationship. Maybe they need to like take some space. Although you has its own life. You gets around. But Q, yeah, it's right. You rarely see it without you. Without you, Maybe yeah. we should chat with them and make sure everything's okay. Yeah. It's like the wingman. The you is the wingman all the time. Or wing person. Wing person. I love this the show, too, because uh, we're going to try and be as gender neutral as, po as possible, too, as, a, as an opportunity not only for us to like communicate and learn from each other, but also for you as the listeners to, uh, to practice that non-gender or non-binary language that we so are used to. Or not used to, depending mm. on who you are and, That's and, true. and who you run around with in this world. Oh, yeah. I like to run around with more people than I do already. That's for sure. And that's part of why we're here, too, is just building community and bringing people together. And we hope to have other people involved in the show. And uh, that's part of also our unskilled advice is having listeners ask questions so that we can connect around. Uh, what are your questions? What are your queries? What do you want to know about? Who do you want us to interview? Um, we would love to know. Mm -hmm. And if you're tuning in better tune into the whole show because at the end of the show we're going to give you some unskilled advice the question well you'll just have to wait to listen but before that one of our other segments that we're going to talk about is dating dating ah. dating and nelson yeah i like to call it queer world problems <laughs> dating so how do we go about dating as a queer person here in nelson or in the surrounding areas, like New Denver. I, I wanted to mention that um, I'm fairly new to Nelson. Okay. And I've noticed that there are no gay bars here. Um, so, like, how do you find the gays? Where do you go? That's right. Where do you find the, the, the gays? I was uh, at an office today, um, and I was looking over at the, uh, the person who was helping me at their desk. And on their desk, they had a lovely little photo of them and their partner uh, hugging. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, queer, queer, queer. That's an identifier right there. How do, you, how do people identify you as queer? I, um, I feel that I'm um, 
it's not it's it's not hard. I'm not exactly the most femme person, so it's like pretty easy to uh, to recognize that I'm gay. I feel like when I walk around the streets, like most people know that I'm gay. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like straight people are also getting undercuts these days, and it's making it hard for <laughs> That's true. So especially in Nelson. How many people have undercuts here? I'm not calling you out straight people with undercuts. I'm just saying you've made it hard for me to find other queer women, and just I'm sorry if you get some unwanted attention. I'm not sorry at all. Just It's okay. We can have a consensual exchange, and it's okay. You can reject people, too. And what about the rainbow? So many people are using the, the rainbows now that it gets confusing. It's like, oh, I, earlier today I was walking out of the post office and I saw a woman with a rainbow lanyard. You know, are you familiar with the lanyard is? It's like that string that holds your keys and it oh, was okay. a rainbow. And I was like, mm. but it was missing a color. So could they have been queer? Somebody have the, some people have like the, the bumper stickers, which I like too. I should get one. Oh, yeah. Just ride around, or why don't you put your bumper sticker on your bum so you people will, <laughs> like when you're walking around, people will know. Just like strut around. Beep, I'm beep. a homo. <laughs> I'm a mo. So how's dating life for you these days, Bria? Yeah, like I'm casually dating. Yeah, are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. How did you find your casual dates? Um, I am. I would say that I'm like a Tinder advocate. Is that what I would say? I Whoa. guess so. I like Tinder. Are they Tinder, paying I you to say that or <laughs> is that not unsponsored? No, like I just, I feel like I've gone on quite a few Tinder dates. I'm not like a Tinder master or anything, but like. Tinder master. I oh know, my goodness. I, I know some, th- some things to look out for, you know. Ooh. For instance, um, if your profile picture doesn't have your face in it, I'm not going to swipe yes. I'll just be like, I don't care if your face is a lake. As in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, it, and it's not even about like, you know, it, it just like it doesn't identify you. And then like if I have my face on the thing, why don't you have your face on it? Come Are on. you saying you don't want to date Kootenai Lake? <laughs> 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 also, what if they have like 10 emojis in their profile? Does that sway you at all? Or is it just like no face, no swipe? Um, yeah, like I'm going to need to see some like what some, if, f- some face photos. What if that person is uh, doesn't have a photo of their face because they're like fighting the patriarchy and the, the, the stereotypes for beauty and they don't want to be I, voted on because of their face? I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> but what I, what I do want to say, um, like what else about Tinder? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you think oh, is the no. ratio of Tinder swipes to dates or appointments, as I like to call them, thanks to my friend? Wait, wait. Tinder appointments. T- t- say that again. Tinder friends. What is the ratio of Tinder swiping and matching to actual face-to-face interactions? I'm curious because I find there's a lot of late night swiping. You know, you're bored. It's like, oh, I want totally. attention. I want validation. I want to know who is at least into this picture of my face or this picture of Kootenai Lake, whatever it may be. Um, but then not a lot of that actually comes to two people in person looking at each Media. other's faces. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how how much... I, I've had some, some interactions where I'm like, I'm just chatting with this babe. And then 
um, they'll suddenly be like, let's go for a beer right now. And I like that. Yeah, I'm a right now kind of person. Maybe that's why I haven't been on any Tinder dates yet. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I probably swiped left on, or is it left? Swipe right on everybody in Nelson already. So I'm just waiting for them mm. to log on and the swipe passerbys. right. <laughs> the passerbys. The passerbys. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really like that. I don't like when people are like in town for the weekend and they're just like, "Oh, I'm just like here right now." That's not. That's not for me. But but it's for some people. Yeah, and good for them. They're getting what they desire, putting themselves out there on the internet. I have more experience with OK Cupid, which I don't think there's really an OK Cupid scene in Nelson. I I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, when I have lived in larger metropolitan areas, um, and just didn't know anyone it was really valuable um to just be able to kind of make friends that way as well i mean like there's always the chance that it's going to be a romantic vibe but when you're meeting someone on the internet you never really know if you're actually going to vibe with them in person you know it's like you can't tell that from a picture you can't tell if you're going to get with someone's sense of humor or if you're just going to think that they are really obnoxious and like want to leave after half an hour or sooner. True. Sometimes though, like dating is funny because people get nervous on that first date. And so their nervousness tends to come out. I like to give people three dates. First date, get over the nerves. Second date, you kind of like, you start to address some of those like triggers that you might have that you see in that person and then the third date is like okay well can i potentially go on more dates with them when i buy more dates i mean like months and years of living together <laughs> three dates right that's all you need is it is it common on okay cupid to see pictures of like lakes as people's profiles no i mean they have policies against that right you're also not to, not allowed to have pets as your profile picture um yeah, I'm I'm not remembering seeing a lot of lakes, but this was not in Nelson. I feel like Nelson is a microcosm of people who like the outside, which is cool. I also like the outside. Um, but people also really like, yeah, photographing that and having it represent them, which, you know, may, maybe there are people out there who are just swiping for those lakes, you know, and good for them. <laughs> I think I, I like something that is a little bit more thorough. I have never been on OkCupid, but... Um, as a Tinder master, um, I like. I've noticed that a lot of people they don't have bios at all, and I think that's stupid because I think that you have to like just write something about yourself. Like, if you are just gonna like show me all the selfies of yourself in the like in the bathroom, like that with like terrible lighting and stuff, that's what everybody does. I, I have some great photos, but not a lot of written because I feel like, hmm, there's so much about me that I can't really sum up into words that would impact someone. Like if you were to write a bio about me on Tinder, what would you write, the two of you? What would you write? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you write about me? You are very charming and I liked you immediately. First person perspective. I am very charming <laughs> and I like myself I immediately. <laughs> no, but I did, I liked you immediately and I don't get that vibe off everyone, so you're special. <laughs> But that's not gonna make that's not gonna make a good Tinder profile description. Ooh, I often like talk about the things that I like that I'm like interested in, that are like kind of 
unusual. Oh my gosh, Bria, you would love OkCupid. It's like all about the profile. It's not about the pictures. It's about the profile. It's like they actually advertise themselves as like being like less superficial than other dating apps. And there's like this algorithm. You can answer a bunch of questions about yourself, like millions of questions, and then they match you. You can say, you know, if someone answered the question in this way, then I don't want to even see their profile. Um, It's really handy because some of the questions are like, really great for just like filtering out the like sexist racist people so yeah totally yeah that would be yeah maybe i should sign up tonight we're gonna go home and sign up for okay cupid (laughs) there's gonna be this huge influx of nelsonites (laughs) and the surrounding areas (laughs) maybe we should write a tinder bio for our radio show oh my god be so great please send in your ideas to our facebook page you can like us on facebook it's query with a b s abs swipe right and now's a good time for a psa are you all ready for this public service announcement our first one on november 8th The Friends of Kootenai Lake Stewardship Society invites you to mark your calendars for the 7th Annual Kootenai Lake Summit. The event takes place on November 8th at Tegan Hall from 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. This highly anticipated event will feature talks from local leaders in climate science and action set to the beautiful backdrop of the Kootenai River. The focus of the 2019 summit will be to provide residents with sound knowledge on the impacts of climate change will have on the Kootenai Lake community and ecosystems. Come and enjoy a delicious meal, locally sourced, alcohol-free beverages, and engage in great conversations. This is a free event. However, there is a recommended donation of $15 just to help the organization cover the cost associated with this event. For more information, email Info at friendsofkootenylake.ca. All one word. Friendsofkootenylake.ca. And that's our per- public service announcement on Query with Abs. Axel. Bria. And Shaz. Now we're going to get you getting to know us a little bit better. Um, so we have a moment where each host will just chat a bit about themselves so that you can get to know your hosts and, uh, spend a little time listening to stories about our lives or whatever. So if you want to know more, if, if we intrigue you enough to want to know more, make sure to send us, uh, messages or posts on the Facebook page, cause that's the best way for us to con to get a hold and then maybe though your answer your questions will be answered on our next show. So to start today, let's get to know the A in abs. Axel, who are you? Wow. I'm having a bit of a existential moment in that question. <laughs> like, <laughs> who am I? Who am I actually? Um I am Hold on. Before you start, um, there's an important thing to ask people when you, whenever you're getting to know them, which is gender pronouns. Uh, and the reason why you ask people gender pronouns is because you want to acknowledge the fact that 
uh, the language that we're using is is appropriate for that identifying of that that person. So can you um, explain further what asking someone's pronoun is and how that looks like? Yes. So I have been in spaces where this is super normal and super chill and not something that we have to be nervous about. Um, and it's really great as a way to just introduce yourself as well so that it can become more of a normalized thing, especially if you have a gender that people don't tend to question. Um, so for example, um, when I introduce myself, I'll say, my name is Axel. I use they, them, theirs pronouns or she, her, her pronouns. Um, and that means, yeah, when people are talking about me and they're not using my name, I like them to say, she said this amazing thing or they are such a cool person. Um, yes, they those are. are the ways that I like to be talked about. So, uh, please talk about me as such. Um, but there's many things that I could say about myself other than my pronouns. Um, we were kind of on the topic of like being nerds when we were having a conversation about introducing ourselves. Um, and I definitely identify as a nerd in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I feel I was homeschooled my whole life, so, um, I did not go to get indoctrinated at public school. Um, and that's quite nerdy. Um, I think people have like certain images of homeschoolers in their mind a lot of the time of like people wearing like suspenders and <laughs> really thick glasses. I don't know. I, Maybe I I'm do wear suspenders and really thick glasses. Just Were saying. you homeschooled? No. Oh. <laughs> See, let's break the stereotypes. That's right. Um, I've definitely told people I was homeschooled before and had them be like, oh, but you seem so like normal and socially okay um and uh I, yeah i mean i can i can i can seem normal and socially okay in different circumstances um but yeah i'm really glad that i was homeschooled i got to like hang out with my family a lot and be a really intense member of the girl guides of canada Ooh. <laughs> what level did you get is there levels in girl oh, guides i made the top level <gasps> i was yeah do you still have your sash Yes, it's Whoa. framed. One Legit. day, one day, yeah. I'd like to see your sash. I'll show you. What was the hardest um, button thing? Badge. Badge. What was the hardest badge did, for you to get? Oh, my gosh. Um, I remember there was a, well, I don't I mean... They were all easy for me, Shaz. I don't want to brag, but like I'm kind <laughs> of an of overachiever. I'm like an overachiever who's trying to like achieve less. Um, I think this is also something that I'm grateful that I didn't go to school because I would have been like a totally obnoxious, um, like obsessed student who just like wanted to get really good grades and didn't care about anything else. And because I didn't have the opportunity to do that, I think I like became a better person as a result. Um, so. But I, but I did channel that energy into achieving in Girl Guides and getting a lot of badges. I got every single brownie badge. Yeah, Whoa. you did. Yeah, every single one. Um, <laughs> and one in particular that I remember really caring about was something to do with, like, pet stewardship. I think it was just, like, the pet badge. And you had to, like, do all these things to prove that you were, like, good at having pets. And if you didn't have your own pets, then you had to, like, go volunteer at an animal shelter and, like, write, you know, how to provide the most excellent care for those pets so i was really proud of myself when i achieved that badge wow do you have any pets right now i 
kind of I live with pets, but I wouldn't really call them mine. My my cat of like twenty one years passed away this summer. One. Um, yeah. Uh, his name was the cat <laughs> and uh, he was a very cherished family member. He moved with us a lot and he was like a very grouchy old man cat. And uh, yeah, we said goodbye to him this summer, which like felt like a real, a real moment, you know, and like kind of having to address like my childhood and like where I'm at in my life. I mean, like this cat has been there this whole time and now he's like transitioned on. Heaven. Yeah wherever wherever he is and i'm just grateful to have had him but now um i live with my sisters and one of them has a dog and the other has well another one i have three so um my oldest sister has two cats um so those are our current pets um but i have had a lot of pets in my life at one point like we had a whole rodent room (laughs) I kid you not. What like kind of rodent? Th- we called it the rodent like room. Like rats? We had rabbits. We had gerbils. We had guinea pigs. Um, yeah, those were the rodents. What's the kind of rat-looking one that's not a rat? Maybe a gerbil? No, but it's, it looks like a rat kind of, but it's long, longer. Oh, a ferret? No. Mm. Marmot? No, it'll come to me. Maybe I have no idea. I'm show. not a rodent nerd. I'm I terrified of, of rats. Ooh, are you? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Okay, so this season they're all coming inside now. Mm. I'm gonna play a song for y'all. But I, we didn't get to know everything about you. Tell us, tell us one. Tell the listeners one deep dark secret of why you want to have a radio show. I think I'm hilarious. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, you are on that note. I hope the audience will be getting, audience, the listeners will be getting some laughters in in the next six months. Yeah. I also just, I think that I want to gently influence people. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I was having a conversation today where I was trying to listen to the person and we were coming in at, at a, a certain topic from very different places. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to, talk to you in a way that's going to make you see what I'm saying. Um, but I hope that just by listening and, and also sharing some of my experience that maybe we can like open up some space for seeing things in some other way. And that I'm also like open to that. Um, so yeah, gentle influence. Um, I think that I have some things to share and I also have a lot of things to learn. Um, and I am really excited to learn in public. Public learning. See, you should have gone to public school, man. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I mean, I don't think I would go back. Oh, no. So right now we're getting to know the hosts. We've heard Abs. We've heard Axel. Now we're on to Bria. And then we'll end with Shaz. So, Bria, who... Are you? I am definitely a nerd. And it's funny because I, <laughs> I've i had conversations with people where they've accused me of being a nerd. And I got, well, I guess I, got, I was outed as a nerd, which I didn't really like. But yeah, I'm a nerd. So, but are you outing yourself right now as a nerd? To the world. 
to the world. So there you go. It's okay to out yourself. It's not okay to out other people without their consent. Yeah. I, which we learned um, <laughs> recently when we were doing our promo and we uh, outed a bunch of people and then we got in trouble for it. So that's why they put us on the radio at so late <laughs> at night. It's penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, I would consider myself a whale nerd. Ooh. Yeah, you want to know what that means? Yeah, 100%. Well, I don't know. I guess I guess I didn't really consider um being like so interested in whales as nerdy like like I thought that it would be like way worse to be a bird nerd. But then, but then I was talking to my friend about this recently. And as it turns out, probably more nerdy to be a whale nerd because well, like I guess if you're a bird nerd, you get to like go out in nature and do things like with people. But if you're a whale nerd and you're not like scuba diving all the time, you're like basically at home like watching whale videos on Friday night. <laughs> oh. Hey, like Free Willy. I'm okay with repeat. it. I'm cool with it. You can love from afar. Yeah. yeah. So um I uh, I What's your favorite whale? First of all, whale nerd. The sperm whale. Really? Why? Because it's the biggest in the world. They're just so big and beautiful. Why are they called sperm whales? Um, I don't know. Mm, I thought you were a whale nerd. You should know all of this. <laughs> I can tell you so much about sp sperm whales. It could be like an episode of itself. Ooh. Yeah. Give us one little tidbit of sperm whalery. Like, I swear that like half of their body is fat. Ooh. Or blubber. True. And also, their heads make up half of their body one of those is false Whoa. <laughs> we'll have to like the listener will have to tell us the truth i ate um uh, makta once uh narwhal makta which is makta is a uh, raw blubber where where was that uh, up in the arctic circle up at the very top of pond of uh baffin island in a place called pond inlet wow you're full of surprises. Surprise! But we're talking about you here. Okay. Well, I guess what I'm actually doing here is I'm like at this bougie Chinese medicine school. Is it bougie? It's pretty bougie. Oh, how so? Um, I don't know. It's just... I I definitely feel that it it attracts a, a certain breed. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Which I I guess I I don't necessarily see myself as being uh, a part of. Yeah, being a part of. Yeah, that's fair. But I am at the same time. Like <coughs> it's it's kind of an interesting place to be, um, and all kinds of crazy stuff happens all the time. Yeah, like what? Um, well, today uh -huh. we uh, we were doing our our midterms. Oh, midterms. Yeah. And if you're if you're listening, today is Sunday, but technically today is Tuesday because we pre-recorded this a little bit. Yeah, so I just want to tell you guys about my experience today and how like dramatic slash hilarious it was. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. T tell away. Fill us in. What happens at yeah. Chinese Medicine? Set the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're we're acupuncturists, so we're needling each other. And um I don't know whose idea this is, but we have like timed acupuncture tests 
where you have to like needle people like really fast because you're on a time limit. And everybody's so stressed. It's ridiculous. What? Yeah. Whoa. And I am always feeling like I'm just like having to rush and I just like don't have enough time. And people make mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Today I got needled in the spine. Whoa. By accident. That's not cool. Uh, w- so what what um, point were they looking for or trying to needle? Um, it is a point that it's very close to the spine, like on the lower back. It's typically used for like lumbar pain. Yeah. Um, but the person who was needling me was just really stressed and like someone was like yelling at her. So it wasn't her fault. It's just like the situation is ridiculous. And also, like this, like it's not her fault. I mean, right. I. Oh. Can you control the depth of how the needles go in? Yeah, or, uh, for sure. Can you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Neat. Yeah. I feel like in that situation, it would be better to like slow down and not do everything. That's what I do. I just like I'm actually I'm just gonna like confess. I don't think I've ever finished one of those on time. <laughs> 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 but you've made it through. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's like a pretty big part of my life right now. Um, nice. I, I think that like as you introduce yourself, you should kind of like talk about um, the, like the childhood you. So I'm going to do that a little bit. Let's hear about the childhood, Bria. I just feel like this is the time in our lives where we are like the most uninhibited and we can like be our true selves. Okay. And but we don't know who's listening. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, as a child, was like uh, really awkward and like uh, definitely introverted, but always like getting into trouble. So, yeah. So you were a troublesome child. Troubled. Troublesome. (laughs) Troublesome, Bria. Not much has changed. (laughs) Bria. Wow. It was nice to get to know you. Can we rewind a little bit? Can you tell us what pronouns you like to use? Uh, Oh, yeah. I I like to use she and her. Good to know. Good to know. Do you have a... Do you want to share any deep, dark secret with us? Um, Well, maybe I'll get back to you on that because I can't think of anything on the spot. Sounds good. And we've got a few months of getting to know each other, too, so I'm sure... Some of those dark secrets would come out. It's like, what is the worst thing you've ever done? Nobody's Ooh. listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 1040 at <laughs> night on a Sunday on the Kootenai Co-op Radio. So, all about me. My name is Shaz, Shizmaster G, Shazbot, Shadazzle, for those of you. Uh, new to town, October 3rd. Was my first year here, first full year in Nelson, BC. So we don't have much time. We're going to cut my interview short because the unskilled advice is way more important than all of you people listening to about me. So do you have a quick question to ask me so the audience can get a teaser for who I am? What are you wearing? I am wearing right now uh, some running shoes, some black <laughs> socks, some jeans with a button fly. Do you know how hard it is to find button fly, button fly ro- low rise jeans? Which is what I'm wearing. Nice. Button fly? Yeah. Have you never seen a button fly? Look. Oh. 
it's got buttons oh, instead button of a zipper. Fly. Okay. Button fly. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt Ooh. that I've rolled up. <laughs> and then I have a nice sweater that's hanging over the side of the thing. Oh, and I'm wearing underwear. I always wear underwear. Saves pants. I don't know who people why why people some people don't wear underwear. Oh, it's like do you have to do you wash your pants every time you wear it then? Or not? Hmm. First piece of unskilled advice: wear underwear. <laughs> First, exactly. <laughs> and then you don't have to wash your pants every day. So speaking of unskilled advice, we have a f we have a um on Facebook there was a message posted. First time caller, first time listener. I have the first question for you. Bria, what's the question? How do you ask for anal? Whoa, well, how do you ask for anal? That's a good question. I think you definitely have to have, like, ongoing consent. How do you get ongoing consent? Oh, like, as it's happening? Yeah, just especially if it's your first time. Oh, yeah, I think that's important. Are you okay? Are you okay? Does this feel good? Does this feel good? Yeah, Do you need more lube? Let's, let's, let's go beyond are you okay? Because sex can be more than okay. We can like reach for a higher bar. <laughs> we can be like, are you into this? Oh, are you into this? <gasps> That's way better than are you okay? Are you into this? Yeah. Um, I think with the question, uh, there's two parts to it. It's someone who is like, how do you ask for anal? when it's like the first time or and when how do you ask for anal when you've had a partner for a while and you just want to like you know try something new you're curious what what in the butt <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the easier one when you're first starting to meet somebody how do you ask for anal like if you don't know the person yeah well you're getting to know them maybe date number three and you're fooling around and Use like, your words. How would uh, um? Can I stick it in? <laughs> is, that, is that a good enough? Is that, mm, is that? See, it doesn't sound sexy. Can no. I stick it in? No. I think that like the first step to to just rewind is to when you're asking for anything that you may want, um, to be okay with the other person saying no. Um, so when you're preparing to ask, um, you're also preparing yourself that the other person is allowed to say no, and it doesn't mean they're shaming you for wanting that thing, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person who never should have asked. It just means that maybe they're not into that thing that you're into, and that's okay. It's okay to feel rejected, and it's okay to find something else that's fun that you both want to do. Um, because when you're asking that question, ideally, you're wanting to find out not just like if that person is okay with that happening or like if they would let you do that, but also if that's something that they would be really into and find really hot as well. Um, so you're trying to learn about that person uh, and what they're interested in and seeing where the things that you both want to do are overlapping. Hmm. And I think it's um, it also part of that question is like giving and receiving. Or in the queer community, are you a top or a bottom? Or versatile, as they say. So what is a top and what is a bottom? Is it pretty explanatory? For our, for our, for our non-queer listeners? Well, if you're receiving, you're a 
your a bottom a bottom yeah okay yeah so there you go uh, so now, let's say you're in a relationship for a couple of years. You're in a relationship for a couple of years. Oh, my God. What is that like? <laughs> <laughs> I know, eh? First time caller, first time listener. How do you have a relationship longer than a week? <laughs> <laughs> Literally unskilled advice. <laughs> 100%. So... Couple of years. So this is all hearsay or pretend because I don't think any of us have been in a relationship for longer than two years. Maybe. I'm not I'm not okay. I'm getting head no, head head shakes, so so um there's some consensus here. Uh, how do you ask for how do you ask your long term partner if they wanna do it in the butt? Well, dead air isn't the way <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I've I've definitely like been in relationships that made it felt like they were two years, even though they weren't because of like you hauling and like queer time. Um, I feel like if you're not comfortable at that point asking for what you may be interested in doing, um, then like maybe there's something else going on that you also need to like be thinking about. Not to give you a like existential crisis about your relationship in this moment, but like also like. Would it be so hard to just say, hey, I'm interested in trying anal sex with you. Would you also be interested in that? And hopefully if you are comfortable enough with this person that you've been in a relationship with them for multiple years. Um, yeah, that feels possible. But also I realize it can be scary, especially if you're like, yeah, you have a certain groove with that person. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like what if they think I'm a total freak for being interested in this? Um, yeah, that's... I would leave books around. Subtle hints. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Proper anal sex. You can just anal tell them to guy. listen to Query. <laughs> listen to our radio show. Yeah. Maybe they'll get some ideas and want to spice things up. For some unskilled advice. And so, we will end it on that lovely note. Thank you for tuning in to Query. With Axel, Bria, and Shaz. 